Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And ahoy, I'm the comic book hunter, but you could call me Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode 71. Welcome. Mm. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games, comic books themselves. You name it, we probably talk about it. For Today's Marvel episode will... Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with a little special... I always forget the Marvel and DC part. Today's episode, we'll start with a special segment. And uh, we're going to start with some uh, comic hot takes that we have. Uh, mine are all DC related, so... Oh, okay. Um, I, uh, oh, mine are too, actually. <laughs> I'm actually, all right, I'll make one of my Marvel because I also have a Marvel hot take. I don't okay. know if it's that hot. But, so, uh, yeah, as far as hot takes go, we mean like unpopular opinions, I guess you could say, or just like. N- not to the point of the nice cast where we're just doing it for uh, attention and views. But... Yeah. <laughs> but they are unpopular, I guess. And more like. Yeah, uh, fairly unpopular. Not, not necessarily like, why, why would you think that? Just like nobody would think that, for one of mine at least. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, what's your first hot take? We don't know each other's hot takes, so we're just kind of telling each other here. We don't. Okay, my first one. Crisis on Infinite Earths is not a good book. It has great things that it sets up. It sets up the best era of DC, but as a book on its own, it's not a good book. And honestly, I think it's fairly pointless to read. I haven't read it in years, so I don't really want to give an input on that. I remember when I first read it, I was kind of confused. It's and. it's very 80s. It's very confusing because you like have to know a lot of the Silver Age stuff and why are there two Supermans and it's it's way too convoluted. It sets up a lot of great stuff, but all you need to know is the effects. Barry Allen dies. Supergirl dies. We're down to just you know a certain amount of Earths now. As a book itself, not that good. Okay. But it gets like taken out as like one of the greatest stories. Maybe in the 80s, sure, but in the modern day, it doesn't hold up. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, my hot take is. A hot take for a more casual audience, and I think comic audience, not a lot of people might say this, but I think a lot of people would agree, Barry Allen should be dead. He should have stayed dead, he should have never came back after dying in crisis, like you were just saying. I feel like him coming back just kind of made his death like, oh, okay, well he comes back. So, Barry Allen was dead for over 20 years. And during that time, Wally yeah. West was the Flash. And he was dead for 20 years. He's not like characters that come back the next year after they die. Barry was considered dead for the longest time. And he's the reason why Wally West is the Flash in the animated TV show for Justice League. Uh, he's the reason why Wally West is considered one of the best Flashes. Because he had such good modern stories. While Barry was a bit more Golden Age. Well, not Golden. Silver Age, sorry. Silver Age. Yeah. Barry should have stayed dead. Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting take. I've... I've seen people compare Barry Allen to like Uncle Ben of the Flash yeah, family. Yeah, he could have been a message than a character. He could have been, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm. I'm someone. I mean, I could see Barry coming back, but I would have liked to see him take more of a Jay Garrick type role, where he's there. He's not as active, but he's there in the background to be a supporting character. But I think the Flash uh, mantle should have kept moving with Bart, and eventually, you know, somebody like Irie or. Uh, they could have kept it moving. It would have been great. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that one. Um, my second hot take. Starfire is not a good character. Oh, I've said this before. I've read a ton of Starfire, and I just I can't get into the character. I know a lot of people say her best stuff is the stuff from the 80s, but I struggle to get into a lot of 80s comics just because I feel like a lot of them are dated. I've never really been drawn to her as a character. I feel like, especially in the modern age, she's kind of just like a 
a sex symbol for the Titans and that's what she is. And I don't know, just never really bonded with the character, never been interested in the character. And when it comes down to who's Dick Grayson going to be with, I got to go team Babs all the way. I've just, yeah, I've never right. seen Nightwing and Starfire as a good match to me. Yeah, I agree. Take. Well, I agree with the match part. I disagree. I think Starfire is a good character, but that's your hot take. So I'll leave it on that. Uh, my second one is Simon Baz is the most interesting human Green Lantern. Because that is a hot take. Yeah, because in the Green Lan- or sorry, Green Lantern's rebirth, uh right by Sam Humphreys, uh he tried to make Simon a lot more interesting and he worked. It worked. Granted, Simon isn't in a title right now, he's not really in any comics, so we can't really further that development. But Simon Baz isn't just a regular Green Lantern. He can heal. He can heal anybody. He can heal people from cancer. He he doesn't know how. He's still kind of in that learning phase, but he has a healing power. He also has something called Emerald Sight, which allows him to see possible futures. Simon Baz has seen the future, and there's apparently a full-on lantern war of all the colors, like we've seen many times, but there's going to be a modern one coming up soon, because Simon Baz has seen it. Well, I guess it's a possible future. Um, Yeah, that being said, Simon Baz, I mean, even his origin story, like, he was framed for something he never did, and then just sitting there in prison gave him the willpower to the ring chose choosing him and it was actually supposed to go to another guy the phantom lantern who was training to be a green lantern but simon baz ended up kind of taking that from him by mistake like not on purpose but simon baz yeah. he's i mean he's not my favorite green lantern but i think he's definitely his the most interesting and unique one yeah the phantom lantern was a really good story i like that one mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah as i've been reading green lanterns i think I've gotten more interested in Simon. I don't know if I'd say he's the most interesting, but again, I haven't finished Green Lantern, so I still have a while to go. But yeah, like I, like I said, he's not my back, favorite. His backstory is cool. I find his origin very cool, very different, very original. Mm-hmm. So, well, like I said, he's not my favorite, but he is the most interesting to me, and I hope yeah. he returns in an ongoing series soon. That's certainly fair. Um, all right, my last hot take of this this segment. Uh, I'm gonna go on the Marvel side. Most modern interpretations do not understand who Spider-Man is as a character. What I mean by this is I think most modern Marvel comics make him the quippy jokester. And that's not who Spider-Man at his root is. Spider-Man is a tragic character who isn't really meant to be this happy-go-lucky guy who loves being a hero. He's more guilted into being a hero because of mistakes in his past. And the guilt stacks upon when it's you know it started with uncle ben and then it goes to captain stacy and then gwen stacy so i think spider-man is written and it's mostly out of his own title like i think nick spencer's doing way better at this of getting back to his roots but he shouldn't be written as this this happy-go-lucky guy and i think it gives a mainstream misunderstanding of the character he's not a hero because he wants to be he's a hero because he got guilted into be if it were up to him in the beginning if uncle ben never died he would have been this wrestling superstar who's on tv shows and famous with his powers, but after realizing with great power comes great responsibility, he needs to be a hero. So yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, fair enough. I guess you. I was gonna ask if you like Nick Spencer's writing, but I guess you did. Did you like the Yeah, I, I, th- I think he's getting back to the uh, to the roots of what Spider Man should be. Yeah, Nick Spencer. And for I, those who don't uh, know, is the writer on Amazing Spider Man right now since twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, I think he's done a really good job so far, and you really see it in certain arcs, Hunted especially. Um, so I think they're getting back to that. But some of the other titles, uh, the one that Tom Taylor writes, uh, I think it's called Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man from 
the panels that I've seen online, terrible. <laughs> like just <laughs> very happy, quippy, lucky Spider-Man as opposed to what he should be. So, so you like Zdarsky's take on Spider-Man and Daredevil a few months ago? Yes, definitely. That's one of my favorite modern interpretations. In very serious. Well, I it love was Spider- a Spider-Man and Daredevil. Oh, that's like another possible hot take. Spider-Man and Daredevil, way better pair than Spider-Man and Deadpool. Any day. Oh, yeah. It's not really even a hot take. It's kind of like. a cold take, but I, I just I see people boasting about Spider-Man. It's mostly non-comic fans, I think, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, um, that's my three. My last one is DC again. I guess if I throw in a Marvel one, I'll do it another time. But the New 52 was a good idea. It was badly executed. But it was a good idea. At the time, DC was really confusing. Uh, Comic fans like us, we kind of knew what was going on. But for casual fans, nobody really wanted to get into comic books because it's like, oh, I have to read 100 comics to get you. Yeah, Batman was on issue number like 700. Superman was in the 700s. Mm -hmm. Uh, Flash was in the high 200s. You pick up a Batman book and you'd be like, who are all these characters? (laughs) There's a lot of random characters there. I don't know who Stephanie Brown is. That's what many casual people might say, but then the new 52 happened, which was a reboot slash relaunch. It was mostly a reboot, but we now know that it was more of a relaunch because continuity is returning. Um, Good idea to do a little reboot during that time. I think it worked well. I think Justice League Origin is fantastic. I like, um, I think having Barry's Flash run was really good, despite Wally not being in the picture and the other legacy. I think Batman's run is honestly is one of I was gonna say his best run he's ever had, but I don't Ooh, wanna. That's a hot. That's certainly a hot take. I don't wanna. Yeah, no. Now that I think about it, one of the best runs, I'd say top three. I'd even say. Um, that's fair. Yeah, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo and Batman. So yeah, it did a lot right. Its only problem was getting rid of characters that comic fans liked, like Wally West. You got rid of characters like Alan Donna, Scott and so on. Donna Troy. Donna Troy. That's another one. But in the end, it was a good idea to do the reboot, and it had some great stories come out of it. So, yeah. The yeah, 52 actually got me into comics, like fully superhero comics. When I heard they were doing a the reboot, I'm like... got me into comics as well. I, I agree that it yeah. was a good idea. I think you're right. It could have been executed way better. I don't know if I would have done a full reboot. I think that they could have done like a lot of year one slash introductory stories. And maybe call to the new 52, like start with a crisis event that leads to it only being 52 Earths and that's your new 52. Starting titles back at one is fine, but have it continue on with continuity. Uh, I think like Erasing Characters was widely unpopular with existing comic fans. And mm-hmm. even though you picked up a lot of new comic fans, you shut out a lot of old fans who were supporting you for years. So exactly. You don't want to lose your fan base at the same time that you're picking up new ones. Exactly, and I know there's a lot. Rebirth was the best of both worlds, but well, we know how that ended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rebirth has kind of gone downhill since Dead. then. I guess we're technically still Dead. in the Rebirth era. We haven't got any new number ones uh, besides like I, I feel like the, the end of it was 2018 uh, when a lot of the titles went back to number one. I think now. We're but what the, do we call our era then? DC Fresh Start, maybe. It, it kind of seemed like when Bendis came on Superman, Morrison came on Lantern. Uh, what other titles relaunched? Super Sons was done, which was a rebirth title. Wonder Woman got new writer. Uh, the, I mean, the only ones that still have the same writer from the beginning of Rebirth are Batman, which is ending soon. Flash, which has no signs of ending soon. And I think that's it for original writer. Yeah, I think that is it. 
that I can think of. Because Wonder Woman still has the same numbering from the beginning of Rebirth, but it's gone through a few different writers. Yeah, so does so. like Aquaman and Harley Quinn. Yeah. But yeah, they've oh, gone through writers. Well, Humphrey's been writing Harley Quinn the entire time, right? Nope. Humphrey started with uh, Green Lanterns. Someone oh, he was, I thought he was writing Harley Quinn as well from the nope. beginning. He went to Harley oh, Quinn at 50, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so you know, only two titles have their original Rebirth writers, and it's going to go down to one uh, by the end of the year, so... Or by, you know, like January 2020. So pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Rebirth's basically over. Like, I, I kind of feel awkward calling it Flash Rebirth nowadays because it's just like not so much. Just call it like Flash 2016. I mean, it started That's in usually what I call it so. now. Or yeah, Flash Volume 5. But yeah, so uh, I kind of got off wind there. But yeah, no, I agree. The new 52 was a good idea. Got me into comics. Got you into comics. More mm-hmm. into comics, at least. And uh, probably got a lot of our listeners into comics since we're on the younger side. But could have yeah. been executed better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those are my hot takes. If I were to throw a Marvel one in real quick, I think Gwenpool's a good character. And yeah, so, now for the <laughs> okay. news. Uh, yeah. yeah. News of the week. Um, so there's actually quite a bit of news. We actually recorded last week's episode a bit early and then released it at regular time, so we missed the Black Adam news. So we'll just quick... Uh, you've all, you all know what it is, so we'll just quickly give our thoughts. Dwayne The Rock Johnson posted a picture of a Black Adam poster done by Boss Logic and Jim Lee. Uh, the release date it is coming summer 2021, the same year as The Batman and The Suicide Squad. So what do you think? It's happening. It, it is happening. I think this is the one that I was kind of okay with because I think it can. It has potential to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my worries are The Rock acting like The Rock and not acting like Black Adam. But to be fair, everything that he's talked about the character, he has an obsession with the character for years on end. So... Yeah, I think we're gonna see more of the anti-hero type of Black Adam as opposed to the straight-out villain type of Black Adam, like how he was in the JSA run in uh, Jeff's JSA run, mm-hmm. where he was kind of heroy, but you know, he kind of had a dark side. And I think that's the way to take it. And if I'm thinking about it, we haven't had a full anti-hero movie since Blade. Uh, yeah. You could technically call Winter Soldier one, but I mean, he was kind of villainy for that, and it's not even his own movie, so. There hasn't really been a main focus of an anti-hero for a film. I mean, I guess Suicide Squad, but that's like a team of villains. Yeah, I was going to say Suicide Squad. Either way, this is something that could be fresh and original in a genre that's getting more cookie-cutter generic. So I'm for it. I think my main hope is that The Rock can do an Egyptian accent. And maybe we can get like an appearance from Hawkman. Dr. Fate would be cool. Uh, Dr. Fate is heavily rumored for this. So it's reported by Heroic Hollywood, I believe. Uh, this Which isn't just, the most reliable source, but yeah. It's not. I mean, they've been right about a few things, but usually they're not. But granted, Dr. Fate is a character that's possible. If they're like, oh, Batman's going to appear. No, he's not. But Dr. Fate, I mean, whoever wears the helmet, and the helmet's been around forever, Black Adam is going to take place several years in the past. So, because it is an origin story, and Black Adam's an old man, so yeah. it'll be interesting. Do you think this movie will happen? <laughs> This movie will happen. I'm just hoping it's good. It's apparently I, going into production, like, in a few months here. Yeah, I mean, The Rock said, like, this has been his dream for, like, ten years when he realized I can't play Superman. I, I love the caption that he wrote because you can tell he's passionate about the character. I'm just hoping that translates into a good film. So More than ten years, actually. So, super fun fact. The Rock was casted. When, what year do you think The Rock was casted as Black Adam? Isn't it, like, 2006? Like, he's been in discussion. 2009. 2009 okay yeah 
So in 2009, they casted Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam for the Shazam movie. Then uh, they realized, oh crap, The Dark Knight did really good in the box office, guys. We should make another one. So they said, okay, we're going to put Shazam on hold. Because at the time, there wasn't really a universe like the MCU. The MCU was just starting, but it wasn't really the MCU yet. None of the movies connected. and Besides the Nick Fury appearances at the end. And the DCU wasn't even a thing. Henry Cavill wasn't even cast as Superman yet. Man of Steel wasn't even... Maybe it was an idea, but it didn't happen yet. Well, I guess it probably was an idea. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's definitely an idea at that point. Yeah, uh, never mind. Yeah, it was pre-production. Pre-pre-production. Yeah. I don't know if Henry Cavill was casted yet, though. So, uh, they decided to delay Shazam as they made uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises ended, and they're just like, wait, Marvel's doing universe. How about we do universe? So then Man of Steel happened, and then Batman v Superman, and they just kept going on and on and on. And then they decided, you know what? We should make the Shazam movie. But Dwayne Johnson, this was like five years after he was cast, he's like, well, I'm pretty big now. I, I'm kind of doing seven movies a year where I have to wear a tight t-shirt and jeans and be a super cool action star who's also funny. So Dwayne pretty Johnson much. was making like six movies a year, pretty much. And he couldn't be Black Adam, but they still want to do the Shazam movie. So Zachary Levi was cast as Shazam. They decided not to do Black Adam in that. They'll do Black Adam another time. And now, 12 years later, is when the movie will be actually released. So he made it, finally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for the best. I, I, I honestly think it has so much potential, and I think The Rock could give us that black and vibe. I just give him an Egyptian accent. I don't know if he has the acting capability to do it, but I think he can. Yeah, I mean, he was cast before Tom Hardy was as Bane. Now Tom Hardy's Venom, and next bit of news: Venom Two has started filming. Tom Hardy posted a picture what, on his what Instagram. What a segue! A round of applause. I know. Please, listening at home. What a segue. <laughs> I was planning that. Uh, Tom Hardy was cast as Venom a while ago. Venom came out. Was actually really successful in the box office. We had a review, if you look up our Venom review on wherever you listen to the podcast. JD actually really liked it. I didn't really like it. But Venom 2 has started filming. Tom Hardy posted on Instagram. Venom day one. And then quickly deleted it. But it was seen by many people. So yeah, uh, nothing really to say here. Do you want to say anything with that? Not much. I mean, I'll watch Venom too. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, I still like I watched Venom fairly recently. Rewatched it, and I probably didn't enjoy it as much as the first time around. But I thought it was still decent. I don't know. It's a popcorn flick. It's not like it's game changing, uh, you know, revolutionary movie. But I, and Oscar goes too. <laughs> Venom. Yep. Joker two is apparently maybe happening. A lot of different news sites have reported not that happening. Joker 2 is happening, but a lot of them are now reporting that it's not happening. Apparently, director Todd Phillips pitched the idea of Venom 2, or sorry, Venom 2, getting my movies mixed up. Joker 2, Warner Brothers went like, oh, well, you turned like whatever million dollars to a billion dollars, so yes. But apparently those were just he- fake. Yeah, so basically uh, he came out and said that the reports are premature. Uh, I mean, anytime a movie turns $55 million into $1 billion, you're going to want a sequel. But Joaquin doesn't do sequels. Todd Phillips was not interested in doing a sequel. They've talked about it. Joaquin even said like three weeks into filming, he's like, yeah, we got to start working on the sequel. But he said he would only do it if it was right. And this is the whole movie that doesn't really need a sequel because the ending is sort of how you view it. So a sequel could possibly ruin that magic of the first movie. But uh, he said that they've, that him and Joaquin have talked about it, and Warner Brothers has kind of like asked him, like, have you thought about it? But he said, as of right now, there's no contract, and 
he's saying it's not going to rule it out for the future, but that this article that came out is definitely like premature anticipating. So, and then uh, there was also in the report that he was going to do other villain origins and that, yeah, you mentioned Bane. black series. And uh, he said that that didn't happen. Uh, he said that that's not really how movies work. You don't just march into the Warner brothers studios and be like, I want all 40 villains origins now. And yeah. Too. Like, that's not exactly how it works. Uh, so he said he doesn't know where they got that from, but he said he's been working with Warner Brothers for like 16 years at this point. So that's just not how it works. And he said that he doesn't have the energy to do all that, which I agree. That's a lot to put on one guy's plate. So yeah. That, that is and just because he struck gold with Joker once doesn't mean he's going to do it again. So I, 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 we said this, I think last week or two weeks ago on the podcast, I, I don't think they should do a Joker sequel. Me either. I said Joker 2 is not happening. I just don't think it's a good idea. It'll make money. I'll see it. I'll probably enjoy it, but it's just not needed. Yeah, if it will happen, I'll be there day one. I'll probably like it, but I don't think it should happen. If they're going to continue walking Phoenix's Joker, which I doubt they will. They should just put him in the Batman. I don't care if he's too old or anything. Just <laughs> He was a good Joker. Make him fight Batman, so... Yeah. I don't I don't really see it happening. Yeah. Uh speaking of DC movies, that was a bad segue, but Terrible recently. Segue. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> recently, uh we had a little something that people were calling Justice League anniversary, two year anniversary, sorry, it was for the movie. And Snyder Cut people went crazy. Snyder Cut, well hashtag release the Snyder Cut was trending all over Twitter and people including the cast, we're tweeting about this. Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, and even Ben Affleck himself has been retweeting and tweeting out, release the Snyder Cut. Zack Snyder's been sharing it, and people are just praising him, and it became number one trending in North America. I don't think worldwide, but North America for sure. It had something like 800 or 900,000 tweets, which is insane. Yeah, just on this anniversary, it was just trending all day long. People were talking about it, and Warner Brothers has to have seen it. And they said nothing. But recently, uh, today as we're recording, which is Thursday, the 21st of November, Warner Brothers has followed back Zack Snyder on Twitter. They unfollowed him recently, I guess. But they are now following him again. So is this a sign? Probably not. And along (laughs) with that, the official HBO Max account liked a photo from a Release the Snyder Cut account. So that's right. Could this possibly be something on HBO Max and incent- I think it would be a great incentive to get people to get HBO Max if I'll they're looking for that. that huge huge membership. Well, it won't be available in Canada, so shut up. But uh, <laughs> I have to remind you that every time we bring up HBO Max. But no, I don't want to be. I think, that, I think that could be a good incentive to get people to get HBO Max, and it'll get the Snyder Cut people to shut up. I, yeah, I, I mean, support the Snyder Cut in the sense of I want to see it, but I don't believe in harassing warner brothers in there in every comment section and using the hashtag it every day i used it on the two-year anniversary because i wanted to make my voice heard as well that it is something that i do want to see and i wanted warner brothers to see that but there's such a thing as too much and a lot of the Snyder cut people are a little too much but i I think it could be interesting to see it and i'd I'd, you know certainly watch it i'd i mean i'd probably be getting hbo max anyway but i'd like to see it yeah i'd like to see it too of course i mean I love Man of Steel. I love, love Batman v Superman. So this is like the last movie in this quote-unquote Superman trilogy. So I'd love to see it. Yes, and, and 
And speaking of the Superman trilogy, because that's how you do a segue, uh, Henry Cavill recently was on the cover of Men's Health magazine, and he gave a quote about Superman. Henry Cavill has not talked about Superman since, I believe, February when he posted that kind of confusing picture where he was like next to a Superman statue and said it was like his workout partner or something like that. So yeah, and it was it's been a the long time, time since Henry's even he referenced Superman. Superman. <laughs> he's been busy with The Witcher and he's been busy with other stuff, I assume. But he gave a quote. <laughs> so he said, uh, quote, I've, I've not given up the role. There's a lot I have to give for Superman yet. A lot of storytelling to do. A lot of real true depth to the honesty of the character I want to get into. Which is awesome. And he also said that on the Superman films that Man of Steel was a great starting point, And if he were to go back, he wouldn't change anything. BVS was very much so a Batman movie, but he thinks that in the realm of darkness, it's great for Batman. And then uh, for just league, it didn't work. So interesting. Yeah. We never really heard his personal opinion on these movies. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting how the actor feels and, uh, I think Henry's mostly right. Even though I thought Superman had some good moments in Justice League, I, he I did. think that he, he you know, really did. You know, I'm I'm glad he at least came out and you know spoke his mind about it. Now, I was really hyped when he said that he didn't give up the role and you know he wants to keep doing Superman. But I'm also reminded that in 2017, a quote from Ben Affleck <laughs> was talking about how Batman was the coolest part in the universe, and he's so thrilled to do it, and how he would do anything for Matt Reeves, even being an ape on the ground. So. Uh, he's so excited yeah. to play Batman, and well, we know how that one ended with Ben. So this is, thing could just is, be though, him telling us, like, yeah, I still want to play him, but it might not be happening. Who knows at this I point? I think the comparison thing here is Henry seriously wants to play Superman. He loves Superman. Ben Affleck, he he wanted out. Like he didn't, he wasn't kicked out. He wanted out. But Superman, or sorry, Henry Cavill, same thing, seems to not but, but want you gotta, out. To be fair, Ben's treatment by Warner Brothers, and we don't know a lot of what happened, but he clearly was hyped up at one point. I mean, you remember the Deathstroke video that he released when he was going to direct it. He submitted a script and it got denied. So I think a lot of it, like they sent Ben to the breaking point. And I think he had a lot of stuff going on in his personal life as well. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I worry that we've seen the end of Henry Superman. I truly hope we don't because I, I love Henry. He's the perfect Superman to me. And I think... I want to see him more in a movie, and even if it's a J.J. Abrams Superman movie, I'm here for it. Yeah, because that was also rumored. But yeah, I, I really wanted to, and I feel like he is an out. I think right now, just Wonder Brothers doesn't he, care. He loves the, the character. character. He he reads Superman comics. I remember he was talking about Superman Rebirth issues that had like just come out. Mm-hmm. He's a total nerd, and he loves the character, and he's, he's been committed to it since literally like 2003. He was auditioning for Superman all the way back then, so... Yeah, and he's even friends with like Superman artists and writers. He's mentioned how he's had a beer with Jason Fabok, I believe. He's mentioned how he always talks to Jim Lee or Pete Tomasi. Like he Yeah, his favorite Superman story is Superman for Tomorrow, uh, by Brian Azzarello, drawn by Jim Lee, which is like a one shot story. And he said he's always wanted to do that in film. So to hear an actor talk about something like that, I mean it's a comic book fan's dream. Henry has the perfect look. I just give him more. He deserves it. Yeah. And I'm, this is coming from somebody who loves Man of Steel. I thought that was a really great Superman interpretation. He needs a sequel. So, Yeah, he loves the character more than a lot of people. Like He's like us. He he reads these comics. He loves the character. He just wants to do the character justice. And they, right now, Wonder Brothers doesn't care for Superman. They kind of are focusing on what's making money right now. But I feel like just bring, bring him back for something and it'll work out so well. 
I think he is still Superman. I, the Warner Brothers talked about how they want to do a Supergirl movie. I think that's a mistake. I think their best bet is to to adapt, in some sense, Superman Brainiac by Jeff Johns, drawn by Gary Frank. It has Brainiac, it has Supergirl, it has Superman. Do that, and I think you could have a pretty damn good movie. Yeah, that's a good point. Because we all want so. Brainiac. Well, most people want Brainiac for a Man of Steel sequel, so that could work for sure. And even like... Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd love to see Brainiac. He's the like, only one we haven't seen in live action so far. Even if the Snyder Cut does release, honestly, I want it for the Superman scenes more than anything. And I guess the Ben Affleck yeah. scenes. But it was also reported today that Josh Whedon, he, uh, when he was doing research, sorry, research, reshoots for Justice League, he changed over 80 pages of the script. Yeah. Of a two-hour movie. So he changed, like, over... Like, he, that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, they, they say, what, like, a page is about a minute of screen time? Uh, give or take, yeah. Depends on the scene, but, yeah. So, that, so that's, that's like an hour and 20 minutes right there, give or take. Yep, that he just changed for his own sake. So, uh Okay, well, that's the movie news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TV news, Heroes in Crisis, more little pictures were released, as usual for Heroes, the week. You mean infin- uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, not Heroes Crisis. in Crisis. Oh, sorry, I was thinking of my painful past of reading comics on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Christ of the Infinite Earths, we got some more images, like always. Uh, these ones show Kevin Conroy with, uh, some metal shoulder pads and a bit of stubble going on. He looks like, um, Kingdom Come Batman. Kingdom Come Batman, yeah. He wore more of a metallic suit, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, it's Kevin Conroy with metal shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling they were going to make him one of the already existing Batman and not, like, his own, you know, animated universe, but I'm, I'm still interested. I've... I'd, li- I'd love to see whatever scene he's going to be in. We also got pictures of Tom Welling and Erica Denise as uh, Clark and Lois. There's rumors that they only have one scene, and what they showed him so far is only on the farm. But then there's other rumors that said the three Supermen are going to have a scene together. So, I don't know. I'm hoping for as many Welling scenes as we get. He's my favorite. Like, I, I love Smallville so much. So, I hope we get more of that. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Um, For com, is that all our... Uh... TV news? Yeah, okay. Comic news. Yes. Um, Venditti, Robert Venditti will be writing Justice League after Scott Snyder leaves the title, which is in about a month or so. He has written How Jordan the Green Lantern Course, which JD and I both kind of agree on that it's the best Rebirth title. It's one of the best Green Lantern uh, titles. Well, I prefer Superman a little bit, but yes, it's my number two and very close to being my number one. It's a great title. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fantastic, and He's writing Hawkman right now, and afterwards he'll be on Justice League. Hopefully, we'll be able to interview him before there on the show. We're gonna. That'd be great. We're gonna I, try. I would, I would love, we're gonna catch up on some Hawkman. A little pressure, but I, I do love the idea of it. I would love to get him on. I'd like to pick his brain a little bit. Uh, yeah. So he's writing Justice League. Snyder's run is ending a lot quicker than some of us may have thought. Like when I saw the news that he was off, I was like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> that came out of nowhere. <laughs> he chooses to be off, though. He doesn't want to do filler. He said, and this is the wrap up of his Justice League versus Legion of Doom story. And right now, he is currently writing that. the uh, 2020 event, which yeah, no, we, I, I certainly respect that. We don't know what it is, but he wrote DC Metal, so hopefully, it's uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And along with that in the comic news, uh, Doomsday Clock, you know, the comic that always gets delayed, uh, another two weeks back, which I've, I want to say I'm surprised, but, you know, I've been hurt too many times before by Doomsday Clock, so. December 18th back. is now the release date. Before I was, I believe, December 5th. 
Yeah, the fifth or the sixth, whatever that Wednesday is. But yeah, uh, the art, the colorist Brad Anderson posted online and said uh, he actually made kind of a joke about it. Like I don't know if he did. I, I'm assuming he did this on purpose, just based on the way he phrased it, because there's no way he like didn't notice, right? Like with the amount of times that it's been delayed and such. Yeah. He said uh, time is running out next December 18th. Kind of a clock pun, but also kind of a hey, we've been on this comic for two and a half years now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's still coming out this year, so that's good, yes, at least. As of now, until it gets delayed to, like, January, you know, 6th. Yeah, so, please don't delay it anymore. I'm just, it's closer to Christmas. This will be our Christmas gift from Jeff Johns. Dece- December 18th is the day after I finish for the semester, and that's, like, a huge comic day. Because that's like the end of City of Bane. I think we talked about this on the show, but there's a ton of stuff coming out that day. Mm-hmm. Flash forward six, Doomsday Clock 12, uh, end of City of Bane, end of Justice Do More. There's a ton of stuff. Like I think they're setting something up huge for the DC Universe. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the news of the week. Speaking of comics, we have uh, a little bit of comics to go through. We have a lot of comics this week, but we're only going to focus on three mostly. Well, I'll, I'll quickly kind of give my thoughts on the other ones, but... We had that's all the news of the week, right? Yes, that's all the news. Okay, of the week. just making sure. We have Captain America number sixteen, The Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-four, <clears throat> Aquaman number fifty-four, Justice League number thirty-six, uh, Batman Superman number four, Batman number eighty-three, Flash Forward number three, and yeah, that's about all. The main ones that we're going over will be Flash Forward number three, Batman number eighty-three, and. Justice League number 36. And then uh, afterwards, I'll quickly give my thoughts on the other ones. But we'll start off with those three. Which one do you want to go over first? Well, before we do that, pick of the week and cover of the week, of oh, course. Right. My pick of the week. So my favorite comic this week was Batman Superman number four. Okay. And my... I love that title. It's really freaking good. My you show Williamson all kinds of love on the podcast lately. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I think my cover will go Batman 83. Just Batman doing the iconic, like, break your back pose with Bane, but he hold, he's holding Bane over his head, so it's cool. What about yeah. you? All right, uh, my pick of the week is probably Flash Forward 3. Even though I had problems with it, I probably enjoyed this one the most out of the three that I read. Uh, cover of the week, I'm going to have to agree, Batman 83 was a pretty sick cover. So, yeah. cool. Which one do you want to go uh, over? Let's start with Batman 83, because I think that's the one that we should start with. So, Good reason. This was, <laughs> yeah, I know. We we always start with Tom King title of the week. Uh, so this issue was kind of narrated by Alfred. Uh, he left kind of like a voicemail for Bruce uh, to listen to, kind of knowing that he'd be dead. Yeah, quick little recap. Alfred's dead. Bane yes. kind of snapped JD his called neck. It. Haha. Yeah, he did. So Bane snapped Alfred's neck. We kind of all thought it was fake at first, but they're going to be releasing a title called Batman Rip, R.I.P., where they go yes. over Alfred's funeral and his life. So Not he's... to be confused with Batman R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, because this is Pennyworth Rip, I believe it's called. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's actually dead here. Batman doesn't know, but this issue starts. So last issue, uh, Thomas Wayne, Flashpoint Batman, shot Batman knocking him out and then set him up in a chair by a diner and have batman had batman wake up across from alfred's dead body which is messed up anyways yeah 
Yeah, I think the uh, art was pretty great in this one, especially at showing emotions. Uh, right off the bat, from that uh, second page, uh, it's a two to, it's from the second to third page spread. It's a two-page spread of the dining room table, and on one end is Batman horrified to see Alfred's dead body, and the other side is Alfred's dead body. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, what did you think of the narration by Alfred? I thought it was really touching and emotional. Actually, I really thought the okay. writing was good here. Okay, I I don't know. I didn't get the emotional vibes from it. I guess maybe because I just I f- still feel like Alfred's death's not real. Like I know it's real. It's just it hasn't hit me yet. I guess so. I don't know. I didn't really get much out of this issue emotion wise. Like I, I saw a lot of people upset online. I wanted to get there. I just I didn't feel like I was there. I felt like I was. There. I'm not saying the dialogue was bad. <laughs> I think you know it, it had a lot of good points, but notice I, I couldn't get into it. How the text for Alfred's letter is in like kind of a staticky thing as if it's being announced on like an intercom well i was thinking like some kind of voicemail or something i think this is thomas reading the letter oh you think so yeah i think so i mean i don't have any proof besides i think so but yeah, yeah. no it's a deep theory i'm surprised i'm sure reddit's probably all over that <laughs> there i haven't seen anything on reddit i just kind of thought of that now actually oh okay yeah, no, I, I could, I could kind of see that. Although I don't know, I, I still feel like it's in Alfred's voice. Like that's why Bruce is so emotional. But it would explain why he's punching the door so hard. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he punches through a door to make his way to Thomas Wayne, who has, uh, the Bat family kind of just standing there like chess pieces in a way, just staring along at Bruce while Catwoman guides Bruce into the room. Um. That entire page is so beautiful. So Bruce puts on the cowl as he slowly walks by the Bat family, and just the way they're staring at him, like, they're clearly not in full control, but uh, what's his name is there? Um, the mind control guy? Uh, oh, Psycho Pirate? Psycho Pirate. So I'm assuming they're under the influence you know, mind of him. Of, yeah, influence of Psycho Pirate. So mm. uh, Thomas Wayne, it looks a ton like the uh, Bruce Wayne from Titans. <laughs> that's all i could think oh um, yeah, yeah yeah i don't remember the actor's name but yeah, yeah, looks exactly like him uh yeah yeah game of thrones Khaleesi. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so i that's all i could think when i saw him um but yeah uh he says like are you done with your batman obsession i have your family i have your city i have your woman is it enough will you finally stop and bruce said that it's never done it'll never stop and neither will i good dialogue loved that and uh I mean, one more kinda... time father for alfred he gives a smirk when he says neither will I too, which I loved. Coined bat smirk. Yep. Uh, I think the ending of this issue was pretty great. Unfortunately, I have a feeling we're not getting this fight right away because next is the secret history of Thomas Wayne, which I assume would be the origin of, hey, how the hell did Thomas Wayne get here and why is he kind of evil? <laughs> yeah, which is so. needed. We need it's this needed, issue. but this could have happened so long ago. I mean... City of Bane is taking forever to get to the point at this point. So, in City of Bane, this is like what part eight of City of Bane. We've seen Bane twice, and he's dead. It's more like City of Thomas Wayne with his pawn Bane. <laughs> also, why is Bane on the cover? He's not even in this issue. Just to sell, because money. Yeah, I guess Bane's been on the cover of most issues here, but he's barely in it. That is true. Uh, what do you rate this issue? Honestly. Ah, uh, you go first. <laughs> I don't know. I I wasn't emotional because of it. I thought the ending set up pretty good. I'm gonna go like six point five seven. I 
I didn't hate it. I just mm. I didn't get the emotional draw that a lot of people online got. But I'm happy for the people who did because I love emotional writing in comics. I think it could be great. Yeah. Just, I, I, maybe one day when I go back to this comic when Alfred's been dead for a year, then I'll be like, damn. But as of right now, it was kind of just like, eh, it's there. I kind of rate it like 8.5, 9. I thought it was really well done. The only complaint I have is this entire issue was one scene. But, uh-huh. I mean, I guess it's fine because it's the whole death thing. I, I, do... I kind of feel like City of Bane could have been cut down by, like, four issues. Oh, absolutely. Batman, like, he, he's held with grief when he sees Alfred, and then he kind of yells, and he throws a table, and he's panicking, and then he kind of kneels down, and he looks up and spray paint on the wall and says, you are not Batman. I, I think that, that guy gave me chills. <laughs> yeah i like that no, part some great lot. artistic moments and great storytelling you are not batman that's so good I, and the letter I believe, itself i believe one day i could like this like the the letter goes over alfred talking about moments of bruce's past how he kind of raised him and they used to play cops and robbers when bruce was a kid uh how he put on the cow for the first time how he's inspired how bruce just tries to save people his whole life he's just trying to save everyone and be the best person he can he mentions the wedding where that never happened and how he saw Bruce wearing a tuxedo and he's like, that's not Batman. That's that's my son. That's Bruce Wayne. It's just, it was nice. It was a nice letter to read. Yeah. Yeah. Batman, number uh, 83. Next. Yeah, Batman, number 83. Uh, next up is Flash Forward, number three. Because Wally West, hell yeah. Because <laughs> um, that's who you like, yeah. Yes, that's who I like. So on this in this issue, he's on the Vampire Earth uh, from I believe the story is Batman Vampire, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's Earth forty three, so which is basically start- where the Justice League members are all vampires. Yeah. So right off the bat, we see the symbol of Doom in the sky. I was shocked to see that. I'm happy because DC's connecting for once, but I was shocked. I mean, why were you shocked? Because I just felt like this mini was kind of its own thing, and we don't really know the time that period that it's set in. So, oh, I was, okay. I was yeah. really surprised to see. Like, I thought this was kind of set before the Justice Do More, or mm-hmm. maybe after. So, I didn't expect it to be during it. I think that's interesting, though. It is cool, yeah. I like that. It's simple. It's just a symbol in the sky, but it connects. One thing so, I uh, really love about this is you really see Wally West run here, and yes, the little detail of his symbol being kind of like galaxy-like is yes. such a cool touch and i hope it stays me too it's so cool yeah that, there's that, like stars and he runs and oh it's good yeah <laughs> and to see wally saving people again is pretty great uh even mm-hmm. if it's just getting some people flying out of the sky shows off his speed and his heroicness so i, I really like that um he has really no idea what's going on because everyone keeps saying oh no can you really save us from them and he's like who is them um he is greeted by the vampire Superman, which is such an ironic character because vampires cannot touch the sun. Superman oh, is powered by the survive. sun. I was wondering, because you see his face and his neck, he looks a little thin. Maybe because he's kind of avoiding yeah. the sun. Yeah, maybe. And he has the U logo, or I guess it might be a V. He looks more like Ultraman, of course, but... Yeah, I was thinking he looks like Ultraman. Okay, you fix that for me because i was like yes well, i mean now kind of now that i'm looking at it i'm like eh, it could be a v for vampire but either way uh he it's the justice league of vampires that are after wally west and uh 
there's some I don't know this with this issue there's some weak moments of dialogue such as right? so like uh, when he's talking to the vampire Superman he's like the last Superman I met was President of the United States I liked him a lot better than you it's just like <laughs> okay <laughs> um, sure I guess I don't know I mean, I'll, I'll as readers it's just like okay but how is vampire Superman supposed to react to that <laughs> you might not even know there's a multiverse out there <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Just like a bunch of them. Like, you mind if I combine the next hundred thousand into one punch? Like, it, it just it sounds a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, and there, there was like multiple moments of this. I think this issue had good themes. Just the dialogue wasn't always there. Barry, which I posted about today. So. Okay. Yeah. Barry appears, Vampire Barry, who they have kind of like... Yes, I've been waiting for Barry and Wally to reunite. I felt like we were gypped in Heroes in Crisis, and we've kind of been gypped in the Flash title, but I understand that they don't really have time to get to it. But I've been waiting. Like, Barry should be reacting right now. Iris at least brings it up at one point, like, hey, you still haven't talked about this, but I I need their interaction. Give me emotional writing. Make me cry. This, uh... Okay. (laughs) This isn't actually Barry. (laughs) This is a... it's it's vampire Barry from this earth, but they do have a nice interaction. Uh, he's all vampired up, but while he's able to kind of dominate him, uh, but while he's trying to fight him, he sees the faces of people that he killed, such as uh, Gnark and Roy. So some PTSD coming up where he's seeing guilt. Yeah, he's definitely seeing guilt here. Now. I think Roy. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think because uh, eventually Vampire Hunter Roy comes in to save him. So Wally actually sees a real Roy, but the way he saves him is really cool. Just like rapid fire crossbow, crossbow arrows just into Barry's back, killing Barry too. Well, well, yeah, killing the vampire side of Wally, uh, Barry at first, but Barry's able to get off uh, Wally. Thank you before he goes out and explodes. (laughs) I don't like Wally's replies. Like you're welcome. Like, yeah, I don't know. That that could that's what I'm man. talking about. Like there's some just odd moments of dialogue. Like especially when you read this issue out loud, you're just kinda like, huh? Holy thank you. You're welcome. You're it's... welcome. <laughs> what is he, Tom King with the dot dot dots? Yeah, there's a lot of dot dot dots there. And just like like he just saw the death of his uncle, even though, you know, it's not Barry, but he just saw Barry die and then he's kinda just like, You know where Batman lives? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then Roy's just like uh, yeah, so if you want to come with me to stop Vampire Batman, just hop in my car, and then it's back to just kind of them being friends again, which is nice. Uh, it is Wally, nice. It is nice to hear Wally tell this vampire hunter Roy about the Roy he knows, and you mentioned, uh, Roy's just like, outlaws. Really? And Wally goes, then you come back to the Titans, and he's like, whoa, what, and what about now? And Wally just kind of just changes the subject. Yeah, a uh, long story. Yeah, I killed you, and framed other people for it you know, you know, you know Some, something i do like is that they established that he is one of wally's best friends which i feel like has largely been ignored so i, I like to see that again because mm-hmm. usually people uh, consider red hood jason todd to be roy's best friend which i would consider them to be better friends but wally and roy are well still yeah really he, good says, he says one of my best friends because i would i think wally considers all of the original titans one of his best friends yeah i think dick is his best yeah. friend but you know all the titans mean a lot to him Exactly. So, um, anyway, when they're in the Batcave, there's dark multiverse matter, and they end up fighting Vampire Batman, which I love the way Booth draws Vampire Batman. The yellow oval looks so great on that suit. 
Yeah, it does. it really does. We haven't seen the oval on a bat suit in a long time, and I miss yeah. it. It was nice to see. Yeah. Uh, Roy gets slashed by Vampire Batman, and while he's able to trap Vampire Batman, but he doesn't kill him because he knows that he's he thinks he should suffer suffer in in eternal agony. And he, Wally says, "Like I know what that's like." And playing on the emotional strings of Wally, I I don't know. And then Roy dies in Wally's arms, and I, I think it's it's. It's good on paper, and I said this in my Instagram caption. It's good on paper. Execution's a little shaky. So uh, he says, "Roy, I'm I'm sorry. I failed you with Ken." And Roy's like, "No, you don't get to ta- you don't get to take away my choice. Live, die. I did it all with my eyes wide open." And then he dies in Molly's arms. And that's a great. It's line. supposed to be a callback to Heroes in Crisis. That is a great line, though. And agreed. I I just feel like it, it felt so rushed because we met Roy what eight pages ago. No, yeah, I, I understand. This is, what, this is what happens when you have a miniseries. You don't have enough room to really explore all the characters you want to. I just, I, this is why I wish it was either an ongoing or a maxi series because you need more room to you know, establish this Roy before you jump right into, well, he's dead. But I, I think the ending was pretty nice. It was nicely written, but yeah, I agree. I think it would have been nice if this Roy came with Wally for the rest. Oh, I agree. I, I would have loved to see him become the main universe Roy because <laughs> he has just like our regular Roy really cool. just a bit more better with he uses a crossbow instead of a bow which is cool I like that yeah differentiates them a bit more from Green Arrow so yeah so he dies in Wally's arms and that's the end of the issue uh, Tempest Fujinot says that he needs to reignite the flame within the hero so that's where the issue ends uh, we're officially halfway through flash forward uh, oh yeah then after these three issues it'll be another 10 years before Wally gets a mini Yep, but I will look forward to that. Until then, he might slaughter some more people and frame others for it. I I have my I have my feelings that he might die in the crisis event that Scott Snyder's currently writing. But who knows? Don't do that. Don't say that. Listen, I didn't want to say that he was going to be the killer in Heroes of Crisis, but I did, and he did end up being one. Yeah, that's why I was saying don't say that he's going to die, because then he's going to die. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Uh, what do you rate it? Um, eight. I yeah. think there's some weak dialogue, but I overall enjoyed the themes of the issue. Agreed. So, eight. And I love Wally. Yeah, me. So. Okay. Right. Um, Justice League 36. Um, right. There's not all that much that I want to say on it. I just, I'm a little disappointed with Justice Do More. I don't know. It just, it feels like it's going nowhere and we're, what, three issues left? Yeah, I think so. I do really like the art at the beginning. So it's Francis Monopoly. Uh, he did a Flash to do 52, he's a fantastic artist, and he shows Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman just kind of talking about how, like, this might be the end. And they talk about how yeah. they built the Hall of Justice using a certain rock from space that is the lightest rock in the galaxy. They kind of just molded it to create the Hall of Justice, and just seeing, I don't know, I really like seeing Bruce with a cowl off. He's still in the suit, but he has, like, the hood pulled off, so it's just his messy hair as he just looks really stressed out. It's nice. Yeah. That being said, the rest of the issue is mostly about Perpetua betraying most of the Legion of Doom. She, uh, I do really like how she basically Brainiac's just like, what will you give me? She's like, oh, you have a great gift. You will become my throne and kind of like makes him turn into a, a throne. Kind of looks like the Mobius chair. <laughs> yeah. Sinestro says, she, she changed him into... <laughs> Rod just swears and goes, Furniture! I think that was really good dialogue, how he's just really shocked. He doesn't consider it a throne, he just says furniture. 
and that's right. Like, uh, like doesn't care for human things, and I yeah. guess a throne is considered that since Grodd's a gorilla. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to add for the issue? Not much. Uh, just justice don't do more continues. We're on part seven. I just the story feels like it's going nowhere. Um, little question though. Uh, you you know the big scene where we see like every Justice League member getting their pep talk by the Trinity. Yep. On that right Jessica now. Cruz is there. That's kind of interesting, right? Oh, she is. Yeah, in the back next to Simon. Oh. Yeah, isn't she supposed to be in the ghost sector? I mean, I haven't kept up with Odyssey, so I don't know. But yeah. I thought they showed her in like one of the last issues when they showed the ghost sector. So. Yeah. What is she I know it's just like a there? tiny character in the back, and it's very nitpicky, but just interesting, right? Yeah, and Supergirl also, in her old suit. And who the hell is between, uh, like, in front of Black Lightning and in front of Supergirl? I knew it looks like a speedster, that. but who's it supposed to be? Avery? That is the speedster from the future Earth that the Trinity went to. That's right. Yeah, uh, but it's cool to see the spreadsheet. I was just, like, surprised to see, like, Jessica Cruz and all that. And I was trying to analyze it a little more, but, yeah. It's a cool page, um, yeah, at, definitely. As for this issue, I like the ending. Um, kind of set up with Batman having his little monologue. I mean, I think it's a little stupid when he agrees with Jaro that it's, like, an awesome measure. But... I, I like the ending where uh, he's like, uh, "Now let's finish this." Yeah, still, <laughs> still a weak story. This but... is a Power Rangers mech here, so yeah, kind of floats into the sky. Looks like we're going to have a ship battle, and then a lot of splash pages next issue or two. Yeah, yeah, I give it like a seven. Like I, I'm, I'm entertained. I just don't really care too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm six point five. I don't know. I just. I, it, the just do more should be like dark side war level and it's not and i guess that's why it hurts yeah uh that's it for the three comments that we were mostly talking about i quickly just give my thoughts on the other ones because someone didn't read them someone had school priorities and interview priorities and internship mm. and uh, mm. college sucks yeah okay <laughs> no I, i'm the same way most weeks but this week I had a bit of time captain america number 16 was all right I mean, Kingpin was in it, so that was cool, because he's kind of in a lot yeah, of the I'm books. I'm like on the fence about Captain America, so I really hope this issue doesn't push me over, because I have I feel like the last few issues have been kind of weak, so... Yeah, I mean, US Agent was in this, which is pretty cool. I like US Agent. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like, uh, what if you combine Captain America and Nuke together? Which are two very mm-hmm. different characters, but both patriotic. So, mm-hmm. it was okay. I'll continue to read the ending. It had a cliffhanger ending, which... I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So it, it was okay. I'll give it like a 7. Amazing Spider-Man number 34 was pretty good. Uh, this was seemed more like a setup issue, but I was entertained the whole way through. Patrick Gleason on art is still doing fantastic. It's so, so, so good. 2099 Spider-Man and regular Spider-Man interact here, which was fun. And it, it, the ending really, really sets up the next couple of issues. And even 2099 Solo series, which started this week. I give it like a yeah. eight. Uh, back nice. to DC, Aquaman number fifty-four. Uh, it was mostly a fight scene, uh, Aquaman versus Black Manta. It did go over how we got a few flashbacks of Black Manta's father getting killed by Aquaman, and mm-hmm. turns out Cal or sorry, Calder Jackson Hyde, Aqualad doesn't know about that. So he's slowly starting to learn that. Oh, my grandpa was killed by my mentor. Oops. So well, I was going to ask, is, is Jackson the son of Black Manta? Yes, Jackson Hyde is the son okay. of Black Manta. Okay, and that's, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. 
Yeah, his mother is Zebelian, I believe. Right, right. Which is like Atlantean, but you can control water. Same as Mara. He'll he'll kind of be like Arthur Jr., who's half Atlantean, half. Or no, half half Atlantean, or a third Atlantean, a third human, and half. I don't know. He's part of everything. Arthur Jr., isn't he just half Atlantean, half civilian? Well, but isn't Arthur also half human? So doesn't that oh, play? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's, yeah. A, he's a quarter human, a quarter Atlantean, Atlantean. and half civilian? Yes. Yeah, that but makes more sense. Jackson is just half human. Jackson's half, is human. half human, half civilian. civilian. Okay. Yes. Um... Batman Superman number four. This was my pick of the week because the art is so, 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 so good. This entire issue takes place in the Fortress of Solitude. And we get the, uh, I think they're called the Secret Six. It's all the infected. They fully unite here. Mm -hmm. And uh, Supergirl comes in to help fight everyone. And the art is fantastic. You see this one panel where uh, Supergirl kind of uppercuts the infected Hawkman while Batman falls through the sky. And you see the water below and the water looks so real and so cool yeah. seeing Supergirl just the splash page of her coming in and just punching Hawkman. Um, yeah. In the end, as we already know, she is one of the infected. Uh, it wasn't the Batman who last planned, but she does become infected by accident. And we get her new yeah. suit. Uh, you get a splash page in the mall, especially when they all come in. It's really cool. Like Batman and Superman are kind of panicking. It's like, crap there's like three there's like four of them here what what are we gonna do and then supergirl appears and just like oh no no there's five and then you just hear shazam it's like oh no yeah. shazam comes in so they kind of panic um and you kind of hear the batman laughs has like a full plan of what's gonna happen here using a satellite from his earth the justice league headquarters to kind of turn more people infected i think the plan was just kind of subtle subtly hinted at and started but yeah also throughout the entire issue batman laughs is talking and superman is just kind of listening in the back of his head with uh his super hearing so he's just kind of updating batman's like okay now he's saying this now he's saying that and oh he didn't plan for this but he planned for that also want to add real quick sorry donna in this issue is so good she feels like if donna wasn't affected i feel like she'd say the things that she would say here like she starts to fight superman and batman she blames them she blames Batman, especially. He's like, you're the reason the Titans are disbanded. It's like, that. that's very much true. And she, like, hits yeah. Superman. It's just like, this is for Wally. And then she kicks and says, this is for Dick, and this is for Roy. This is the revenge of the Titans. And D- Donna is all of us to DC editorial. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, Bruce, like, Dick is no longer here, and you're just ignoring that. Superman, Wally yeah, and Arsenal sure. are dead, and you're just moving on. Like, they were my friends. They were all I had. This is the Revenge of the Titans. So it's... Yeah. It's like, damn. Don't... <laughs> like, like, yeah, that is all of us at DC Editorial. But, yeah. I give that one, like, a 9.5. Maybe even 10 out of 10. DC wow. Editorial was a little weird this week with um the titles. So it doesn't even say Batman and Superman. It says the Batman of Laughs number four. Even Aquaman said yeah. Black Manta number 53. Three or it's, it's like I get what they're trying to do, but it's a little tough to advertise it that way. When I'm looking at the comic shop, I'm like, wait, this isn't the right comic. Yeah, that was the same way, too. And I have my uh, comic owner. He just kind of grabs all the comics together and just puts them on the desk when I walk in. And I walked in, and he was just staring at the shelf for a while. I was like, you read Batman Superman, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, dude, I don't get any issues. But he did. It was just called Batman and Laughs. 
So yeah, yeah, bit confusing. But yeah, that's uh, that's well, a hero story. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's, I was just gonna say, isn't it funny that like we were so on the fence about Batman Superman? Yeah, I almost wasn't gonna read it. <laughs> yeah, it's so, really good. I'm glad that we picked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the episode. Um, just want to thank the listeners. Uh, we got another five star review this week. Uh, oh, yeah. I actually don't have a screenshot of it on hand right now, but it was a very kind review and just talked about how uh, we kept them up to date and stuff. And we we appreciate the five star reviews. It's great. It really helps us get on the rankings. So um, if you like the podcast, we clearly appreciate the reviews. So maybe drop us one if you feel that we earned it. And, of course. Yeah. And the um, the I have a screenshot here. It's from. Universe of Fancast. So thank you. Yes. Universe of Fancast. Yes. Thank you so much uh, for the kind words. And uh, yeah, for Hero Story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. Bye.